So back in the day, they used to actually give you like an SAT like test. Like you get like a scantron. You had to actually uh, memorize everything That's about what the I menu. It to. So now I took the uh, I took the 2019 version where they uh, basically baby you through the whole process. <laughs> it's five it's five days of you sitting through a bunch of old school sexual harassment videos and pictures of the food and going over the food. You try like. 12 to 15 items a day during your lunch that you don't have to pay for. They pay you to train from, I think it was like 8 o'clock to 2 in the afternoon. You follow a server at the end of your, uh, your training day. And after those five days, you go to your location that you were assigned. Oh, and so, you do so two days. they'll ship you out to, so that, to other cheesecakes. Yeah, so they have special cheesecakes to, like, train you at, like the bigger versions, just so they can fit, like, let's say they have a class of, like, 30 people. They have enough room for all of you. And now, um, now Brett, how many and, items would you say is on this menu? Because before you well, get to the uh, sexual harassment uh, training, you got to know the menu. Well, of course. And then, well, I, I didn't even finish saying the training. So after the five days, you go to your location, you do two days of running the food. So that's when you get to really get familiar with the items. <laughs> and it's like kind of, you kind of learn that everything is kind of the same after a while. It's basically just pizza, pasta, uh, salads, and sandwiches. And they cease to repeat themselves. There's definitely items that people don't order that are not a big thing to learn. But so, they, they basically drill you with all the, all the favorites that everyone gets. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you learn that, that cheesecake is this cult that just gets you fat. And no. everyone just comes there every goddamn day for some reason. And they, it makes their day. And I have to say that definitely is the best part of the job is seeing people who love it. Now, now let me ask you. So I'm sure you have some cheesecake aficionados. But what would you say yeah. is the, the, the least ordered item on on the menu a how many items are on the menu b what's the least ordered menu on the item i'd say i'd say there's well over 150 items on the menu ridiculous that's including cheesecake um i would say the least ordered item oof uh god that's hard to say i feel like everyone orders oh you know what i don't see a lot of i don't see a lot of people ordering like the cuban sandwich Saw that? No chance I was ordering that. Yeah, that's definitely. It looks. It looks really sad. And you know, I, I grew up in South Florida. I'm not eating a Cuban sandwich from the Cheesecake Factory. Now, what about the um, vegan lettuce tie wraps? Those tie wraps are one of the most popular things. It's oh, all for the all I for got the those. women who have. It's it's basically for the women who uh, want a glass of water as their breakfast and lunch, and then they'll have dinner as a pound of lettuce. See, Brett, I don't know if we would get this intel if you had not quit. So when you just told me that you quit, that's awesome. Yeah. That really helps the interview. Absolutely. I feel really good, dude. When I quit, I felt like I just got out of prison. Now. I was just, I was just, I was just waving at people and smiling at strangers, acting like today's a new day. I've started my life over. So, and is there another story? And someone someone told me that too. Like I was, uh, I was working a job. And this guy told me, he's like, yeah, you story at the Cheesecake Factory. And he looked at me in the eyes. He goes, well, I'll tell you this. He goes, once you get out, he goes, your life gets so much better. He goes, I don't know what it is, but once you're out, because everyone just kind of settles. Everyone just looks sad. Dude, I know a guy who was celebrating his 20th year anniversary, and I'm like, at what point do you not kill yourself in those 20 years? But is what there, saved you? Is there some type of pro- – like, weird – is there enough storage for all the food that – like, who's – A, who's the guy ordering the food? Let, is there enough so they, 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 they have a kitchen manager who's responsible for ordering the food, and most likely that guy's going to fuck it up. And, and he's going to forget to order one popular thing a week. I've always noticed that, like, one of the most popular things will go out. And they'll be like, oh, well, who ordered the food this week? And then they'll blame the kitchen manager. Does he get but the paid thing is, well? These, but I'll, 
it's corporate. They probably do all right. I have no idea the salaries there, but right. I'll say this: they're they're so cheap because they do not like comping food. Like if you don't like an item, they'll basically remake it for you and then make you pay for it still. Or do you offer a different item out of the one out of one hundred and fifty items? Well, if they don't like it, oh, you know what item I fucking think is disgusting is the fettuccine alfredo. It's absolutely oh, gross. Oh, see, good to know here for the it's, people of the Brand Lit Up show. Hey, let me, let, me, let me tell you something. If you like pasta that is that looks like gelatin when you're about to take your first bite, then you definitely order the fettuccine alfredo with chicken. Really? And stick to the vegan tie wraps. Well, they're not vegan. There's chicken on there, Bob. Oh, there is? Yeah. Would you order avocado on there? I don't know what it came on. It was just the, the whole thing. It's just a zoo in there. So my, my last oh, I... question to you, Brent, if, if you have to memorize all these items and all that you had mentioned that you do stand-up do you have time to do stand-up comedy if you're if you have to memorize all this shit you don't have to memorize it dude you take a bunch of memory quizzes and then that's your way of knowing and then you just if you don't know something you just go let me just ask the chef and then you pull over a veteran server that's worked there too long and ask him about it i can tell you this no server knows if any dressings are gluten-free or or whatever allergy you have. We just lie. How many chefs in the kitchen at one time? Uh, it depends on the size of the restaurant. I started at the Beverly Hills location, which is tinier. It's the original location. Right. It's the worst one for sure. Uh, that one is about, I want to say about seven chefs on the line. And then a normal cheesecake factory, I think, want to have, say, like 10 to 15 maybe, depending okay. on how busy. Well, again, I'm just I'm fascinated by the whole operation. I don't understand it. I don't get how I don't it either. works. I, I just I, I left there, Brad, and you did a great job. I was exhausted. Oh, I, I I don't doubt it. When people come in there for the first time, you give them like twenty minutes. Be like, you know what, I'm gonna come back to you when you uh you know, you had a nice little <laughs> chat yeah. and brainstorm session about what you're gonna order. Now, Brad, I told you we were gonna have you on to talk cheesecake, but you do do stand up comedy. Can you go ahead and if somebody wants to listen from to Brad from Cheesecake where do we find your stand-up? I want to listen to it myself. Uh, I got an album out called Live... Uh, sorry, A Night at the Ballet. It's on iTunes and uh, Amazon. Sounds like something you, that Cheesecake Factory would sell, actually. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. I actually had a bit on there about working there. And then I posted it online. And then literally the, the pre-ship before I went in, then literally that day, they go... They always have like a topic of discussion to like talk about, like, oh, always greet your guests or always do this thing. And they go, hey, we're going to talk about social media for a second. And I was like, oh, holy shit. And they literally go, if you slander cheesecake in any way on your social media in any negative oh, light, I you, 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 you will be terminated. And literally, as soon as they were done talking, I went right onto all my social media and I deleted the bit. You have just came Damn. on the Brilliant Leadum show and slandered the living shit. <laughs> out, of, out of the Cheesecake Factory. Brad, Cheesecake Brad, so happy you came on. Gave us a little inside scoop here at the Cheesecake Factory on behalf of myself and the brilliantly dumb faithful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Keep grinding, yep. my man. Hey, Bob, thanks for having me. Also, uh, I'm going to be making t-shirts. Cheesecake Brad. There you go. Love it. Love it. Done. Signed, sealed, delivered. Bradley, you take care. Go find yourself a new job, okay? I will, bud. Take Thank care, you. buddy. Well, Grace Ibrahim, we're going to take this one from Cheesecake to everybody's favorite segment, episode 28, Grace Ibrahim, wherever you are, if we can trouble you just for a little bit 
of a drum roll, please. It's the Ask Bob segment week by week by week. I remind you folks, send in your DMs. Send in your questions. You know what else I remind you of week by week, Grace? That this episode of the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you none other than Windex. Whip it, wipe it, clean it, spray it. Wow. (laughs) Wow, I put that shit on everything. Literally everything for the Ask Bob segment here. This question's coming in. From a young man by the name of Billy Bob Stanton out of Marco Island, Florida. Now, if you have a name Billy Bob Stanton, it doesn't matter what question you ask, I'm going to answer it. Because your name is Billy Bob. I have to. I think that's just spectacular. And what Billy Bob would like to know, Bob, with the success of having Ma on the pod... Do you think we'll soon see another family member on the show? Um, well, I think if you had to do a family member, I, I think it's a no-brainer. I, I, I think he gave it to Pops. I think it's Pops' turn to take the mic and let it rip. No doubt about it. Um, you know, the thing with Pops, though, he is... Picture Larry David. That That's my dad. So he doesn't even know when he's being funny. And, like, that's the beauty of it. If you need him to crank it up a couple notches, he will. You know? But but he does things where he doesn't even realize how funny it is. Like, he called our entire family, every single member, cousins, well, I mean, whatever it was, told every single one the other day that he was switching doctors. That was like the big news coming out of Jupiter, Florida. He called me just to tell me that he's switching doctors. He goes, hey, Rob, I got some news for you. I just want to let you know I, uh, I'm i transitioning doctors. I said, oh, shit, get out, Dad, really? He goes, yeah, guess what the name of this doctor I'm going to The name is Dr. Mendelssohn. Do you believe that? I said, no, Dad, coming out of Jupiter, Florida, right in the Boca Raton area, I, I do believe that. Something tells me Dr. Mendelssohn is not only a Jew, but he started his career as a doctor in Long Island, New York, and now has made his way down to Jupiter, Florida, because we all do. It's the Jewish thing. You start in Jersey or New York, flip a coin, whatever way you want it to go, and then you head on down to Southern Florida, at least 45 minutes above Miami. That's the way we do things. But this is this was the big news. So we called everybody to let us know that he was switching doctors. So he goes, Rob, you want me to uh, you want me to call you after I, after I go to see him? Let you know how he was? I said, well, Dad, I, I'm okay on doctors. I mean, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, but if you want to call me, let me know how Dr. Mendelssohn was. By all means, give me a call. Sure enough, he went to Dr. Mendelssohn, calls me right after. I said, all right, Dad, lay it on me. He goes, you know, Rob, I, I got to tell you, he, doctor-wise, he was good. I think he definitely knew his stuff. However, I got to be honest, Dr. Mendelssohn had no personality, no sense of humor whatsoever. I said, well, Dad, it's it's your doctor. Do you really need him to have a sense of humor? He goes, well, it would be nice. I said, jeez, Dad, what what, what do you, I mean, what do you want, Jim Carrey to be your doctor? What do you want, Dr. Mendelssohn just to do a a five-minute stand-up bit? He's your doctor. 
You know, if you're going in for open heart surgery, do you really want your doctor just breaking balls? Throwing out zingers left and right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was good. But I got to tell you, he was not picking up what I was putting down. I said, well, Dad, I'm so sorry to hear that. Do you think you're going to trade doctors again? Maybe there's a Dr. Epstein somewhere around Jupiter, Florida. He goes, no, I'm going to stick with them for now. I'll, I'll hang tight. I'm okay where I'm at now. But you know, all I'm saying is I would prefer a little bit of a, you know, more of a sense of humor. You know, but he's good. He knows his stuff. So, Dr. Mendelssohn, if you're listening to this, just know from a doctor's standpoint, my dad did, did approve and would like to let you know that he does indeed believe that you know your stuff. However, you got to pick it up on the sense of humor game a little bit. You're a little, you're a little dry, Doc. Okay? Let's pick that up. So, yeah, that's what you get with my dad. So, I feel like, like to get him on the podcast, it would be best. And now that we could do this whole phone-in thing like we did to Cheesecake Brad... I just think that it would be best to just call him and again just just not even not even let him know that he's on the pod. Like just have just go through our daily routine. We talk every morning. Just give him 30 minutes and, and you know, you're going to find gold just right in that and he's not even going to know that he's dishing out gold. I think the people would really love it. So Billy Bob, look out for pops coming on the pod. Definite possibility. And folks, with that being said, also look out for episode 29, which is going to take next Tuesday taking place. Because we do this Tuesday after Tuesday after Tuesday. On behalf of myself, Big Game Bob, and Grace Ibrahim, wherever she is. Grace, we wish you the best. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Wear those Holiday Bob sweaters. Wear them on out. It's sweater season. We wish you nothing but the best. It's been one hell of a year, folks. So happy to have you aboard. Big things to come next year. Have yourselves a damn good holiday. In the meantime, we will see you next week. Take care now, folks. live you do know the drill if you don't you should buy now we do this thing tuesday after tuesday after tuesday episode 28 my god time time just flies episode 28 on this thing that's insane now if you didn't know by now you should i'm big game bob on your local airwaves however you're listening why you're listening we don't give a shit. We're just so happy that you are listening. I'm Big Game Bob, and on vacation, somewhere in the Middle East right now, is Grace Ibrahim. So we're working with a little bit of a time difference. It took me all week. I just I couldn't figure out that Grace was on a time difference. I think it's like something ridiculous, like 14 hours. 
So I would call her about a certain bit that we're going to do. It was like 3 in the morning. So we got to like Wednesday. I had three calls in. Just calling her in the middle of the night. Finally, she's like, Robbie, you just can't figure it out. 14 hours ahead. Think about that. Poor girl. Just been waking her up nonstop. Just can't even enjoy the family time. Grace, we hope you're doing okay out there. So she is not behind the glass on the ones and twos. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right on into this sports segment here. This, another one, just an obvious one for me. Okay, I, you know, I saw this and, and, and I felt very strongly about it. Isaiah Thomas, out of the Washington Wizards, has been suspended for the next two games of the NBA season for going at it with a 76ers fan. Now, going at it with any 76ers fan, any Philly fan, that makes a lot of sense. This fan base is just, they're ruthless. They really are. They're absolutely ruthless. Now, the reason Isaiah Thomas went at it with this guy is is just fantastic. And to be quite frank, I'm on the fan side on this 100%. Okay? 100%. So here we go. This is from ESPN.com. Thomas was ejected in the fourth quarter of Saturday's 125-108 loss in Philadelphia after going into the stands and verbally confronting a fans at Wells Fargo Center. Thomas said he was running back after making one of two free throws and that a fan had both of his middle fingers up and said, Fuck you, bitch, three times, mom and dad. I apologize, but that is what the article says. Now, fuck you, bitch, for Philly fans, it's kind of polite. I'm not going to lie. That's, I mean, sticks and stones may break my bones. However it is that it goes. You're in Philly, Isaiah. It's It's a different world in there. Someone says, fuck you, bitch, in Philly. You say, thank you very much. Because I can assure you they had a lot more left in the tank there. Now, the reason the fan went at him, this is the best. This is the best, okay? They were giving out, so in the second half of the 76er game, they were going to give everybody in the stands a free Wendy's Frosty if one player missed both free throws at the line. Both free throws. So, unfortunately, Dwight Howard wasn't in town. So, Isaiah Thomas comes to the line, misses his first. Crowd goes bananas looking for this free Frosty. Makes his second. Now, so this guy starts screaming at him. Okay? Here's Isaiah Thomas at the end of the game. I said, this is, I quote, Don't be disrespectful. I'm a man before anything. Be a fan. His response was, I'm sorry. I just wanted a frosty, Isaiah. Do do you blame the guy? Seriously, if I'm sitting in the stands, okay, I'm going nuts, too, for a free frosty. You think I want to pay $20 for whatever frozen dessert they're paying at the concession stand? This poor guy's probably spent $75 on three beers by now, and there's nothing he wants more than a nice frozen chocolate Wendy's Frosty to steal the deal. So I got news for you, Isaiah. I'm going to go nuts too if I'm in the stands. I I mean, I may not throw up the bird at the guy, but you're going to go into the stands and confront them because the poor man wanted a free Frosty. So he's waving his arms trying to get you to miss the free throw. And then the best part about it is when he approaches him, the guy was polite. 
He said, look, uh, Isaiah, I'm sorry. Nothing personal. I just wanted my fucking Frosty. So fuck you for making that free throw. I mean, come on, Isaiah. You can't fault the guy. You got to know where you are. You're not playing a game in, in, in Toronto against the Raptors. You're not in Canada. Okay, nobody's going to be polite in Philly, especially when you put free Frosties into the mix. So then he goes into the, when he's in the post game, he's dead serious and he's very upset about it. And he has to elaborate on the Frosty. And he pretty much says, look, uh, you know, I know the guy wanted a free Frosty, but it's not right for him to yell and scream at me and flip me the bird. It damn right is, Isaiah. Sure as hell is. The only thing they have in the stadiums are like the frozen lemonade uh, things that you scoop out. It's not that good. You pay $15, $16 for it. Throw a free Frosty in there. Holy shit, I'd be going bananas for you to miss that free throw. Toughen up a little bit, young man. Come on, Isaiah. Jesus. Anywho. Moving on. Grace, I went to Cheesecake Factory for the first time. I shouldn't say first time because I might have gone when I'm younger, but I, I didn't remember any of it if I did because we went in. I, I, I was blown away by this friggin' menu. I, I'll be, I'll be quite frank with you. I was exhausted just looking at this menu. It's like their shtick. It's like their thing. That's what they're known for. Their massive menus. I mean, these things are ludicrous. It's a dictionary. I've never seen anything like it. I, I, I was so lost. You know, and all I could think of is the poor servers that gotta memorize this thing. And then to even take it a step further, how about the cooks? We were kind of on a seat where it's like an open kitchen. It's the Beverly Hills location, so it's like a high-end cheesecake factory. There's no structure in this line to the cooks. They're throwing all types of shit in this skillet. It's like a jack-in-the-box where they just, they have everything. You know, and it's like, how can you focus on... On doing something well when you have 5,000 other things that you're cooking. Take it a step further from the cooks. Imagine the, the poor guy purchasing all these items. You got to see these Cheesecake Factory menus. The poor service. It's like studying for the SATs. It takes you two years to memorize the menu. And, and if you look in the line of the different cooks, the different shit that was going in the skillet in the oven... They had a pizza oven. They were doing cauliflower topped pizzas. Then he he transfers over. He's got frozen lakas, potato lakas that he's throwing onto the skillet. There's a 48-ounce pork chop next to that. And I wanted to see if the server knew like all these items, so I kind of tested her. I was just like asking about different items. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's like when I, I, I got the I got the vegan Thai lettuce wraps. Now, if I sent that back, and ma'am, I, I don't really like these vegan Thai lettuce wraps. You know what she's going to say? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Sorry that the vegan Thai lettuce wraps didn't, uh, didn't satisfy you. How about you try our new crusted chicken parm? Or perhaps if you don't like that, we got oysters on the menu. And if you don't like that, have our garden goat salad. And if you don't like that, how about our fried alligator legs? Goes really well with the fried frog legs. And if you don't like the fried frog legs, perhaps I could interest you in some cheesecake. 
And forget about the whole menu. We're not even talking about all the different cheesecakes that they have. Six cheese cheesecakes. I mean, it's just the whole place. I walk out of there, I'm exhausted. What I did was I had our server. I said to him, I said, would you mind calling in on Tuesday? I do a podcast called The Brilliantly Dumb Show. I'd love just to talk all things cheesecake. Kind of get the ins and outs on the whole operation. So he said, sure. He was all for it. He was really nice. He seemed really passionate about it, too. He was all pumped up. I said, sure, let's have you call in. So nothing but the best here on The Brilliantly Dumb Show. All these other podcasts are giving you big A, you know, A-plus, B-list celebrities. What does Big Bob do here on The Brilliant Dumb Show? We're going to give you Server Brad from the Cheesecake Factory. He's going to call in later on the show. Real exciting stuff here. Episode 28. All right, folks. So as promised, we are now going to call my server from the Cheesecake Factory. I asked him if he would jump on the pod. I'm just fascinated by the whole menu the whole operation of Cheesecake Factory, it's a zoo. So we're gonna get we're gonna get a little uh, little inside detail here on Cheesecake Factory. His name is Brad. We're gonna call him Cheesecake Brad. So the first guest we're having on the Brilliant Dumb Show, outside of Joey Coldcuts and Ma, will be Cheesecake Brad. We're gonna give him a call. And we're going to ask him some cheesecake questions. Everything cheesecake here on the Brilliant Dumb Show. This is Cheesecake Brad. Hello? Bradley? Yes. This is Bob here from the Brilliant Dumb Show. You served me the other night at the Cheesecake Factory? Yes, Rob. <laughs> What's going on, man? Brad, I'm so happy you came on. Did it throw you off when I asked you to come on the pod to talk about the Cheesecake Factory? I'm not going to lie to you. I just wrapped up my apron and I called and quit my job earlier today. So this is actually really good for me that I can open up about this. Did you actually quit? So this is what happened. My manager called me off like an hour before I was supposed to come in. I'm in the Uber on my way to my job. And they're like, no, enjoy enjoy a nice cold weather. As they put a cold dagger into my heart by telling me not to come in after I just spent $25 on an Uber. So I made the guy turn around. I did like a walk of shame. So then I called my other job that I was working. I got two jobs because, you know, in L.A., everybody's on food stamps. So I, uh, I called my job and I was like, I'll quit my job right now if you can assure me that I'm going to get more than 30 hours a week. So we're calling you to talk everything Cheesecake Factory, yet you have quit your job at Cheesecake Factory. That is correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I literally... I literally folded my apron for the last time, and I'm like, you know what? I love cheesecake as a as a cake, and that will be the only time I say I love it. So now let me ask you something, though. Would that would that mean that we were one of your last tables? I'd say, based off what you left on the table, I'd say, yeah, pretty much. Probably no. the best tip I got all day. <laughs> all right, Bradley. Now let me let me go ahead. We're, we're going to jump on into this, even though you are now not an employee at Cheesecake Factory. It is. It is. It is no longer off the record. I can now say this on the record. I can say whatever I want. I don't work for the company. Okay, because I'm. I'm just. I'm fascinated by the whole process of cheesecake. That was my first time going. The menu, everything. It, I. I had to ask you. It's a menu. It's a menu full of distractions, Bob. It, that's exactly what I just. That's exactly what I was saying. It is. It's bizarre. So my question to you, Brad, when you first got the job, how long does it take you to memorize 
the menu? Do they do A is it paid? B, how long do they give you to memorize this menu? 